Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is sponsored by TriVegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, triveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Friday with Friends. Today I talk with Bob Doyle, who is truly a manifester of all kinds. We discuss his journey from being a wonderful voice as a DJ, radio DJ, to now manifesting and helping other people manifest what they want in life. So he builds off the law of attraction and the secret and really lets you know how to do it through brain mapping. This is why I loved talking with him. As you know, I love the brain and we discuss how so much of how we think how we move, how we operate in life can be directed by our brain, but we first have to pay attention. So listen to our conversation if you want to help your brain and manifest what you want in your life. Welcome, Bob. It's always great to have manifestors on. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm sure you love that title, but I would love to know. Yeah, tell us about you. How did you get to where you are now? Um, sure. Well, uh, this was being in any form of personal development or helping other people was not at all on my radar. I grew up very clear that I wanted to be on the radio and just kind of do voiceovers and be a goofball, basically. Well, you I, have the voice for radio. Thank you very much. My dad was, and I still, and I do voiceovers to this day. I mean, but it, but back then it was like, I was very clear that that's what I wanted to do. My dad did that. It looked like tons of fun. It just, it just called to my creativity. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I learned over the course of the years that the thing that drives me, and I really believe most people, if, even if they're not conscious of it is the desire to express themselves creatively and creatively can be 
whatever. So, but, so I did radio for seven years or so, and I didn't feel like I could express myself to the extent that I wanted to, because I was, you know, I was in a major market and I was just basically getting started. So I was kind of a brat, I guess, and just wanted to, well, then I'll just go do something else then. And, but then it was like, well, what, you know, cause I, my whole life, I knew I wanted to do this. So I jumped around from various careers, trying to find ways that I could sort of express myself creatively. And I found some things, but nothing was really, you know, speaking to me. And so I, and I also kind of learned early that I'm more of an entrepreneur and not an employee because I just, I, you know, I have creative vision. I just want to do it my way. Again, I'm a brat. In other so, words, you don't want to work for someone else. You want to I don't yeah. work for someone else. Right. It's just really about creativity. I mean, it's really about like, I want to go in the creative direction I want to go in. And the only way I could really guarantee that I thought was to just become an entrepreneur. So, and I, and so I tapped into some of the strengths I had audio production and thing. Anyway, nothing was working. And that's what had me sort of ask the bigger question. All right, why isn't this working on paper? This should be working. I have all the qualifications. I'm not an idiot. What's going on? So that had me sort of look at going to new age bookstores and going, what's the invisible reason this isn't happening? And all of that led to things like meditation and visualization, the concept of creating our reality and all of it. And eventually the, the law of attraction or, or really it was wealth consciousness was the conversation I was having at that time, because that's what I was struggling with. And I finally found a resource that kind of talked, spoke to the the quantum physics aspect of all of this. And that appealed more to my science brain. My mom was a school teacher, so I would just learn to be analytical and sort of naturally skeptical. So although these ideas I was reading about manifesting and visualizing, I, I loved them. And on some level, I could get it, but I still needed the little something. So, but when I got that little something, it the lights went on, I was able to see, wow, you know, even though I'm saying I want all this on the outside, my belief system is very much different. What, what's spinning on the inside is a very different conversation than what's going on, on the outside. And so, you know, though look, studying about the law of attraction was what had me realize that. So I started doing those basic law of attraction exercises, vision board type of things. And anyway, again, to try to compress this story, I got some results. I had some ahas and I started sharing what I was learning with people online in a program called Wealth Beyond Reason. At that point, I was just sort of facilitating other people's information, kind of like, hey, isn't this cool? And here's my thoughts on it. But at some point, I, I had a shift and had a bigger vision for who I wanted to be in this conversation and be more of the, like, have a deeper understanding myself and be able to help people on a different level. And when I made that decision to be that, rather than the person who was like, maybe one day going to be doing that or whatever, just got very clear on who I was going to be. That's when I kind of started having the bigger downloads and seeing things on a bigger, just a bigger picture and was able to effectively communicate these principles to people. It was making a difference. And that is what eventually got the attention of the producers of The Secret. So the Wealth Beyond Reason program, which started small, turned into this huge encyclopedia, if you will, on the law of attraction. So Rhonda Byrne, who produced The Secret, liked that, my approach, and that's how I got into The Secret. So for 20 years, basically. I've been teaching this stuff, mostly wrapped around the law of attraction conversation. So lots of conversations around energy and vibration and alignment and vision boards and all of those things. And while they're fascinating to people and people get really, really obsessed with it, what I found over 20 years is the results people are getting are very sporadic and, and less people get results with this stuff than, than do. And it really is because they're focused so much on the law of attraction. And getting it right. And what, what about this? What about that? That they're not focusing on the most important question. And that is, who do I need to be to have this life that I'm envisioning? 
And so my focus over the past couple of years or so has been shifted away from breaking down the law of attraction and trying to people to get it and to just saying one thing, your brain can change. And if it's not operating in a way that is moving you to, into the action that you need to take to be the person to get those results, then let's go about identifying that wiring that's stopping you and changing it. So that's the work I'm doing now. Well, there you go. There, You just said it in, a, in one sentence, which is totally what I'm about too, which is you can change your brain. You can change your brain and it'll change the way you move. It'll change the way you behave. It'll change the way you think. It'll change the way you live. But let's go back a little bit, just in case people that are listening, they're hearing this law of attraction. I know some people have heard of it. Some people will not. Can you just break it down? What is the, what are the principles of law of attraction and what are just some of those practices? You mentioned vision board, but. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of misconception about it. And that's the problem. There's, you ask, you know, 10 different law of attraction people and they'll give you their own little nuance on it. But, but overall, it's basically taught in, this, in the film and the book, The Secret was about how we can and how we do attract our experiences, experiences into our reality, basically through the thoughts we think or whether consciously or unconsciously. Now, a lot of people took that in a very magical thinking sort of way. But as you and I know, and you just said it, those, those ways of thinking are causing these behaviors and, and these behaviors are getting the results or lack of results. So if we want to change our results, then we need to change our behaviors, but our behaviors won't change until we change the way we're thinking. And so when we change our thinking through these techniques, this is what they're designed to do. Things like vision boards or when you cut out pictures and that represent the life you want, you know, they give you that feeling and there's and visualization, the same thing. We're trying to get into the feeling of having it now. And in the law of attraction conversation, it's all about how when you do that, this energy goes out into the universe, meets its match, and the universe brings its match to you. All It all sounds really cool and all of that. And, and I'm not saying that's not the case, but the problem is, is when people focus on that, they, you know, they're not focused on the important thing, which is changing, identifying how they are in an autopilot mode that is putting them into action, having those thoughts, creating those vibrations, if they, if you will. And finding the ones that don't serve them and going, how can we change this and how would this serve me better? Yeah. The way I would kind of think of this is envisioning, I want to be on a tropical island and thinking you're going to get there and not change the GPS, the, the programming, the travel, the direction, the mapping, which is your brain of how you get there. And it's not just that you leap there. It's, there's a lot of rewiring that probably has to happen for many people because of, you know, old patterning and whatnot. So can yep. you talk a little bit about that? What does rewiring have to do with ultimate achieving is not the word I want to use because people think achievement like as a, as an accolade, but more of manifesting of, of, you know, determining and then really getting what you are wanting in life. Yeah. So there's, boy, there's many layers to that because one of the biggest challenges people have when they learn about this law of attraction or trying to manifest something intentionally is they start creating their vision based on who they are right now with all of their lack and all of their problems and all of their limitations and all of that. What they really need to do is determine is, is, is manifest from their empowered self. What is the most empowered version of them? Who's living the life, who's reached the success, who's contributing the value doing, what do they want in their life? And think about that. 
And it's really thinking about it's the more you can imagine this future version of yourself and recognize the behaviors that that version has that you're not exhibiting right now. And then just taking on those behaviors as difficult and uncomfortable as it will be at first, that that's what begins the rewiring process. So the significant the, the wiring is everything, because as I said, if we just if we just look at the logic of how what how your life is, you know, your life and everything in it is a result of who you've been being, the actions you've been taking, right? You've done things and things happen as a result, choices you've made. Now, what drives that action? What drives those choices? Is their decisions. Your brain looks at things and it assesses things. And based on its knowledge, based on its own personal experience and the dots it will connect, it will make meaning out of that situation. That meaning is not truth. It's meaning that you give it based on your experience and another person can look at the same thing and see a completely different truth. So the question is, does your truth serve you? Does it move you into action? Does it help you to become that person or does it justify why you can't have it? When you know that it's just wiring and there's no truth, and that's a lot of the the work I do with people is just turning on that light and making them see that this is not the truth. This is just wiring and it can be changed. That's the beginning of freedom. So I'm curious with people that have had really troubling, traumatic, early experiences that have affected that wiring. I mean, this has been shown that there's like faulty wiring, there's heightened state of the amygdala, the fear uh, producing center of the brain how I'm, I'm imagining it's, it takes a lot longer because there's a lot of detangling, but how do you, how would you work with somebody like that versus someone who's just kind of more passive and doesn't think much of themselves, but hasn't had their environment or their experiences to make them think that way or, or yeah, produce, produce that. Yeah. It's, but what's true about that, what is no matter how, like this example, a very devastating Example B, not as devastating, but the impact is the same. They're not taking action. They're not living into their full potential, whatever the reason. So yes, the person person uh, B may not have as much to untangle this person A, but here's the thing. So we have, and again, you there's no way to know how long it's going to take for somebody to rewire. No one can look because they don't even know what's going on in there. All we can do is support the ongoing process of the rewiring. I'm trying to remember the first part of your question now. Oh, that was it. Like somebody, like what are the kind of, what are the steps somebody with this higher, like it's not, it's also the nervous system and some of it, you know, just kind of operating in life is very exhausting because there's such a a stress response that is very hardwired in there. Yes. And it produces all those chemicals that your body is just taken over by. And even though you can rationally say, okay, I'm just on autopilot when you're in the midst of it, it's very hard to make that change. So there are tools out there for things like that, for big emotional eruptions. And there's a whole wide range of them. Some of the ones that I use the most with my folks and personally are like emotional freedom techniques, which is tapping along your body's energy meridians and stuff kind of out there, but it definitely Definitely. makes a big impact. Mm -hmm. Sedona method is another one. There's just so many, just look up release techniques and, and the the power of those things. And and I'm a big proponent of not, what's the word I'm looking to like, like, Oh, I can't think of the word, but the dependent dependent on any particular technique or process or any, or a guru or anything like that. I'm all about becoming self-sufficient. One of the things about release techniques is it regardless 
regardless of the technique that you do, if you do them enough, you'll learn what it feels like to let go. You'll learn that eventually you'll learn that it's a natural part of who we are. We have the ability to let go of these emotions. They're there for a reason, but we've also learned over the course of time to hang on to them inappropriately. Like, oh, he did this. Well, you should be mad for a long time. Right. You know, all those types of things. None of it true. But those these are those emotions there are there for a reason there to to guide us in the right direction. But but we've learned to get stuck on them and things like that. So these tools can help sort of short circuit the the big emotional disruption and help you gain control again and help you get more present and help you take a different action when you would normally be flooded. Now, it, you know, if you've got somebody who's got a lot of trauma, then, you know, it's it, that's a whole different level than if they need therapy, they need therapy. But, you know, it, but these tools can help alongside of that. Mm. And, and but still, regardless a vision that inspires you, a, a vision of your future that inspires you, that becomes that you can create in your mind as being non-negotiable. That's the most important step. So what if people don't necessarily know um, what that person is? So, you know, we, we attach a lot of meaning and value to what we do, you know, what we produce, who we are, not just, you know, in, in, in our role of as a human, but in our role in society, how much work we do, how much money we make, you know. So say somebody is like a blank slate. They're like, I just don't have any idea what I want to do when I grow up or who I want to be. What are what are some ways to clear out that stagnancy or that unclarity of being? Because I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Totally. And a lot of times it is, and honestly, it is a lot of times they have learned to not allow themselves to tap into what they truly want to be but they're really, truly passionate about because somewhere early on, they learned that it can't happen anyway. Mm. So they don't even dare to dream that big because they don't want to set themselves up for disappointment. So this idea that I don't know who I want to be is, is not really that true a lot of times. And so what I do to help those folks is to ask them questions about who inspires them, what inspires them out in the world, what is it that gives them the feels and you know these types of things. Like just ask them questions about what do they enjoy in life? Why do they enjoy? It? Like get them to see, get them to admit that there are some things that they're passionate about. Well, what did it look like if you did this and more and this you just have to kind of ease them in yeah. to allowing themselves to play with that idea again. I love that. And and sometimes it can be though it can be blocks that things like EFT can help, you know, just if you've got some inner conversation around I don't know what I want to do or be, if you keep telling yourself that, you will wire yourself to be a person who doesn't know who they want to be. So I'm very, you know, it, the self-talk is so critical. And as a coach, I'm like all over it. You know, it's like if someone comes to me and tells me their story, you know, about why they can't be, do, or have, I'm like, great. That's the last time you were to tell that story. Because the, every single time you tell that story as your truth, you are solidifying the, the solidifying the wiring. And guess what? The, so tell a better, better story. Well, that's not, that better story is not true. It's made up. So is the story you're telling. So tell a story that moves you into a more positive place. Mm, I like that a lot. I remember reading somewhere like, if you've had something that has been hurtful or disappointing, you know, speaking it is like, okay. But then when you begin to continue to touch the wound, it's like that is getting scarred and that's getting solidified. And then, like you said, it becomes your reflexive response to 
who you are. And, and it's and yes, again, a part of your identity. It's just an experience. That is, mm-hmm. Yes. That if you start identifying yourself with those types of limiting, you're really screwed mm-hmm. because you will continue to prove that to yourself through your actions. Yes. Now, and the reason that people do this is because they have not yet inspired themselves enough with the empowered version. It's like, well, this is who I am without this. Who am I? Well, let's figure that out. Let's get excited about that. So you can figure out, know what that feels like and see why it's non-negotiable. You know, because if you're just not happy with who you are, the idea of transformation is like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know. There's nothing to go for. So when your autopilot wiring kicks in, when things get tough, you know, you might say, oh, the universe doesn't want this for me, or I'm just not cut out for this, or all those things that are 100% normal for you to say at that point in your growth. There's always that point where you've reached a limit. That's a reason to celebrate, not give up, because it means you are at the growth period. Now it's time to do those things that are a little bit uncomfortable, just like everything you learned that was worth learning in your life, walking and talking and all of it. You made tons of mistakes and you fell down a lot and never did you say, I guess the universe doesn't want this for me. It was non-negotiable. So you just did it. If you can make your goal, your vision for yourself as non-negotiable as learning to walk or any of these other essential human things, then you'll just do what it takes. Mm -hmm. You'll go through the ups and downs because guess what? You can't just transport in the future without the wisdom, knowledge, and experience that will help you to be that person. If you just get plopped into wealth and abundance all around you and you don't know how to maintain that, it will go away. You have to be that person. So what do you think it is that creates this inertia? If if people, if, if they hear like, hey, you know what? You can rewire your brain and really change the outcome. What is it that, um, why do you think people don't do it? Because they really, they they don't believe it will work for them. Mm. They've probably tried a bunch of things. They've heard a bunch of things. And this is just another thing they're hearing. And what I'm trying to say is, look, let's just, just, this is like to separate it from personal development speak or any of that self-help speak. Your brain can change. It changes all the time. Every time you learn a new thing, it's a little bit different. Look at yourself five, 10, 15 years ago. You're a different person. You've got different attitudes and beliefs about things. I'll bet you there's some things that you could look back on and go, how did I ever? Why did I ever? Right. So there's evidence that the brain can change. So you can't you can't go to that default. This won't work for me. It absolutely will. If you do the things that your brain needs to learn, to grow new neural pathways. So you give it new information on a consistent basis. You pay less attention to the old stuff and replace it with the new. Is it uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. But if you can get some support and some community and some tools, you can do it. And if you, you know, and if if it's not worth it to you to do, then your vision isn't big enough, or you just still are exempting yourself from being human. If you've got a human brain, you can change it. Amen. Amen. Okay. So you mentioned some things, community, guidance, all that. What would be some of the first steps for people to approach this transformation? The first step is to recognize your autopilot behavior, because that's the stuff that needs to change. That's the stuff that's going on unconsciously that you keep doing over and over. And you're wondering, why do things not work out for me? So, you know, what I do with people is I I give them a quiz. I've got a 60 second quiz that I give them that identifies them as a certain transformation personality type. And each of those types has certain traits, which may not always, but may cause some self-sabotage behavior. And it, knowing that that knowledge is super useful, because then during the course of your day, when you see that, be, when you feel that behavior, when it comes up, you can recognize it as autopilot, not true and changeable. 
So what are the different archetypes that came? First of all, I'd love to know, how did you come up with six questions or 60 seconds? Is it six questions? No, I think it's nine. Nine questions. Okay. How did you come up with those questions? I actually did the quiz, so we're going to reveal what I was, but I would like to know what are the archetype kind of um, buckets? So the, 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 the four basic types that I defined are seeker, which is the number one, at least that I get. And those, and I'll just really briefly touch on what they are, but they're the ones who try everything, right? And just, they just jump around and jump around. And again, there's nothing wrong with trying a lot of stuff as long as you're making progress. But if you're feeling that you just reset every time, that's the type, you know, that's the behavior we want to identify and tweak a little bit. Another one is the skeptic, which I would have tested as. At, at the beginning, it's like, I want to believe this, but I need something else. The, the issue with the skeptic, and again, there's nothing wrong with being skeptical about things until it stops you from growing. The skeptic stops themselves by asking, by filtering everything through, why won't this work for me? And if you ask those questions, you'll get those answers. But the same skeptical person could ask, how could this work for me? They're still being skeptical, but they're going to get different answers. And they are more likely to take a step that will grow. The third one is the wizard who is way into the law of attraction type of things that I was talking about a lot into this, the ritual and the ceremony and the envisioning and the, you know, vision boards and all of that waiting for the magic to happen. Again, that's all part of the process. However, if you don't follow through with taking action and letting those visions and what you see there and all of it got move you into being in a different way, well, then the universe, if you will, has nothing to respond to. So how is anything going to change? So the fourth one is uh, the people pleaser. And the people pleaser is the one who, again, very inspired to live the best life they possibly can. But up until the point where somebody gives them a different opinion of that, about that, it might be a parent who goes, well, I don't know, who do you think you are? You know, I don't think that's, you shouldn't, all of those types of things, the, the opinions from the outside or the discomfort displayed by people from the outside at your transformation. And what people pleasers tend to do is stop their transformation so that everybody's comfortable thinking that that's what's going to happen. But that's not what happens. No one gets comfortable. They're no less comfortable with their lives than they were before you mentioned you going for it. And of course, you just sacrificed the rest of your life for the comfort of others. That passion and that burning and that vision that you've had for however long, the thing that you know you're here to do, you're saying no to it. So mom won't give you that look. That's an exaggerated example, but it, that kind of stuff is all over the place. Wow. Well, I'd like to say I was the wizard because I just like that title, but I was a, I was a skeptic and that totally makes sense because I do like to have the balance of, you know, things that are tangible, you know, that are not fully woo woo, but I'm also, I don't let it get in the way. You know, it's like, like you said, I'm more of the, not like, how is this not working for me, but how I, I can see myself going in this direction with all this information. So it was, it was really fun to take that, that test. So that's a great, Great test. And we'll make sure on the show notes that everybody has um, a link to your site and where they can take that. Great. Now, along those lines, so people take the test. What is the net? What are some, what are, would like say like, oh my gosh, Bob, you're amazing. What, what else do you, what can you do for me? <laughs> well, that would be great. I'm, if they said I'm, that. I'm a people pleaser. I don't want to be anymore. I mean, there's a lot of right, those right. too, right? I'm not one of them. <laughs> I think I'm recovering, I, you know, growing up from the South, there's a lot of that, sure. you know, kind of like be, you know, be polite, but it's not always like be kind. It's like a kind of can be a little bit, not so much. And then not speaking your truth and you can learn how to speak your truth without being cruel or mean, but just being very honest that would help everybody. And I have learned that since I've yeah. moved up North. 
And it can be a bumpy ride when you start speaking your truth around people who aren't used to you doing mm-hmm. it. And, and they'll make you feel very wrong for it. But that's just part of the growth. You, you know, you know why you're doing it and they can just adjust. Yeah. And I think just like with everyone in life, I think we have to be okay with that. There are going to be people that were in our lives at a certain time and they, they helped us at that moment and carrying forward, they're not kind of in alignment. And that's, I think people sometimes feel bad about like, oh, you know, I'm not friends with this person anymore or this. It's just like, if you're, if you're growing and transforming there, you're inevitably going to leave some people behind. Yes. You're going to evolve. Relationships like everything else evolve and you'll, and, and the problem is sometimes if you don't, if you don't allow them to evolve, they become toxic and every, and it just hurts everybody, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's good to know that there's nothing. And, but that whole thing about relationships ending or friendships evolving, the fact that like the idea that it's bad somehow, or we should feel bad, that's all learned. That's just all societal garbage that, that is just making people upset for no good reason. I totally agree. I mean, I've had people way back in my life who were wonderful at that time period, but we would not be serving each other being friends now. Like, it's not like we're enemies. It's just like you lose that closeness. And yeah, I mean, I, I've not felt guilty about that because I felt like it was, it was two paths, you know, they diverged and it's okay. Yeah. It's it's, it's natural and perfect Mm -hmm. and it's all divine really. So to to go back to your question. So, so, you know, obviously I believe that, you know, what we're talking about here is learning. So what do we, so what I want to do to help people is create the best learning environment as possible. And what we're learning in this class is how to be the person we want to be. So we just define, so the, a part of it is defining who that is and so on. And then of course, because we're talking about, you know, changing the way we think, not just an hour a day or 30 minutes a day, but throughout the day, you know, we have a process. So the way I help people is with our balanced living challenge to get right to your Point. I mean, that's through private coaching. And then this challenge is our community program. And it's, it gives you a daily structure because obviously you need to be doing something like around this every day. And the structure sets you up for the day, gets you prepared for the action you're going to take in certain situations based on, you know, how you know you're normally triggered. The end of the day, you reflect back. It's all about a visualization. So the, as much as I've talked about visualization in sort of a woo-woo capacity, it is actually our most powerful creation tool. Our brain and our ability to visualize something that doesn't yet exist in the physical is huge. It makes us extremely unique. And we can create all the emotion and, and all of that around it and literally create change in our brain using just our imagination. So if we can't be out in the world being this new person, we can imagine it on an ongoing basis and slowly but surely we will actually start that process. And if we rehearse being that person in our mind at the end and the beginning of every day, it will become more and more natural to try it on out there in the world. Now, of course, then I also provide all those tools for, you know, releasing emotional flare-ups. We have the community that supports one another. That's for, that's perfect for the people pleasers because now you're surrounded by a bunch of people who are all on the same page. And then we have weekly coaching because there's always, you know, that, that check-in. I mean, I got to get the, especially early in this journey, people need reframing all the time Mm. because they're so entrenched. Like they, they hear everything I'm saying, they know it, they know their type and all that. And they'll still speak a very telling subconscious program that I have to go spotlight. And this is what we work on. And when the people are on their own, they just don't see those and they don't get the results. And that's why this personal development industry has such an abysmal freaking success rate because people get so far. And then when they're up against their wiring, that's all they know. That's it's, it's all in here. And if they don't have the support from other, you know, somebody else showing them a different way to think it's not their fault. They got no other resources. And so they stop. 
Yeah, and I just want to reinforce the visualization because I think, again, people think visualization, like how I was saying, like tropical island, living in wealth and all this stuff. And it's like everything we do starts with a visualization. That is the first kind of wiring of the brain and connection is that that preemptive visualization. So I, I talk a lot about this on the mat, you know, and I, I used to think people were going to shoot me when I would say, you know, visualize going up in a handstand, like, oh, sure, that's really easy to do. But it is, yeah, you have to. Like, you would never just get up there. You actually have to first see yourself doing it because that is, your brain is prepping. It's prepping for the all the steps that are then taken, but it is real. It is brain science that this all starts with visualization and it, and it can apply. It can apply to motor mechanics, behavioral mechanics, and all that. So I just really wanted to emphasize downstairs. that. Yeah. I mean, after we're done, I'm going to visualize for a moment, a split like this, being downstairs, it's going to move me into action to going downstairs. It's like, that's the thought. I'm downstairs. And so I'm going to go. Yeah. Everything starts with that little instant sort of that visualization that happens unconsciously. So, but we have the ability to get right in there Tap and sort of hack it. in. Yeah. Yes. And get and feed it things instead of letting it just go wild on autopilot, which it is doing. Yes. If you're not taking control. I'm curious, Bob, I imagine this would be so incredible for teenage into young twenties, like this this time where the molding is not yet set, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's, it's been there and they're starting to think they're starting to have this idea about themselves and characterize themselves in certain ways. And I imagine this would be fabulous. Do you have people at this age group? I don't, but I, because I've, I'm so used to, so I'm 56 and I've kind of carried my demographic with me, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I'm talking to people who are in my group, but I have such passion for like what you're talking about, getting these conversations into the young people now. And look, the, the thing is, we're already seeing a shift. I, I have mentioned a few times on other interviews that these days I'm getting interviewed by people who were kids when the secret came out mm -hmm. and they, so they were brought up in an environment with a totally different conversation than most people, you know, one of possibility and vision and passion and all of those things. And you can tell, so there's hope. You know, the, the message is out there. There are younger people who are seeing things in this way and having these types of conversations much more so than when, you know, when it was my generation of teens or whatever. Right. So, but yes, getting them before they get jaded in 15 years of a career that they didn't really want in the first place and, and the reasons they rationalize staying there. And oh my God, the longer you go, the more there is to untangle, but the, but you can, you can, and it doesn't, you're changing, you're, all of this is saving, you know, unless you have some sort of true brain injury that would prevent you from learning at any age, you can learn a new thing. So regardless, it, you may not, it may not rewire as quickly as when you were zero to seven, but if you're committed and you've got the drive and the inspiration and the passion and you just keep it do going, you can do that. And here's the other thing that's super important is that the journey itself should be fun and fulfilling. There's gonna be the down times. There's gonna be those times when you felt like it's five six steps back and oh my God, this was, why did I do this? But those are necessary. You have to get there, you have to have those. The only thing that's gonna make that true that it's over is you stopping because of it. But you've got all the, the benefit of the experience that you've gotten that, that gave you that five steps back result so you know what not to do. It's all valuable, it's all good. And when you get there, the reward will be so much more fulfilling 
because you went through all of that. And you'll be way more, you're now you're 100% qualified to be that person and to be an inspiration to others and to help others do the same thing. If you had just magically appeared there, you wouldn't have any of that. No, exactly. It's like I, you know, when I would break up with a boyfriend, I would, you know, and it's, it's like, that's what I knew at the time. And now I'm different. I would, you know, I wouldn't wait until like, they're so sad. And then I'm like, well, it's really this, you know, kind of make it about drag it out because as I, as I'm clearly pulling away, um, you know, and that's what I've taught my kids. I was like, when you know, something isn't going to work, even if it feels like you're going to hurt somebody, it's much less harmful to speak it when it's happening versus like, do, you know, do that behavior. And I just, I think, yeah, it's proof that we, we can acknowledge past behavior that didn't really work. That wasn't the best. And, and that at any time, any time, any age, we can change that and yeah. be more in alignment with what, like this person that we really want to be. And yeah, just being really clear that who we be is fluid. Mm-hmm. People spend decades, their whole lives going, who am I supposed to be? Whoever you freaking want, yeah. you get to decide, yeah. stop wasting time. Like what is calling to you? If you don't know how, but I don't know how to do that. Well, go learn. That's what those people who did it did. They learned. So you go do the things that those people do. Go be like those people and you will get those results. Well, Bob, I'm so inspired by you. I just want to like jump through the screen and get all geared (laughs) up and be, yeah, be in your energy. So everyone check out Bob Doyle. What is the best way to, you know, access this information and join one of your programs? Sure. Well, the quiz is at tptquiz.com. But you can also get to the quiz by going through my, you know, my bigger site, which is meetbobdoyle, meetbobdoyle.com. Yeah. Yeah, And it just kind of points to all the different things I'm up to, including the quiz. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your energy, your passion, and dare I say your avocation. You're not your mission. What do you, this is truly a calling I can tell because you're, you're really lit up when you talk about it. And it's, I feel like anything we have taken on that has helped us and changed, it feels amazing and joyful to share. And you obviously are doing that in a really um, lit up way. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. And for everybody who's listening, make sure you check out Bob Doyle. And as always, I'm pulling for you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.